Welcome back to the DNR. I am Ron Kane. I'm Damian Robinson. And we are recording. We're doing a special recording. We recorded an episode yesterday on Sunday. It is now Monday night and we are back at it. Yes. It's like this. this yes, part, we, oh, I'm so, go ahead, Damian. <laughs> no, but we're, we're addicted, man. <laughs> we're, we're, we're about to hit Joe Rogan status, a podcast a day. <laughs> well, I like to call this that we're starting to uh, uh, hoard episodes. We can start hoarding episodes. So when we t- want to take off for a week or two, we yeah. can. We can, which is something yeah. we will need to do around Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, maybe you might. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, but... I, I'm going to just be over here talking to myself through my phone like, hey, yeah. so today was amazing, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going yeah. to hit the, the Bill Burr <laughs> Monday morning podcast. Uh. <laughs> but before we get into our, our normal episode, guys, we actually have a, uh, a very special guest with us today. Uh, I can't believe we got this guest, Damien. And uh, yeah. it, it took a lot. Uh, we combed all over Hollywood to, to get a great first guest. And uh, now my dog is starting to bark. Great, thanks for ruining it, you bitch. <laughs> the dog is barking. Can you get it? Okay, now my wife's not helping. <laughs> She's like, stay, stay there and suffer. Yeah, I had to move. I had to move the laptop because she's in her nighty, so I, she doesn't want to. Oh, be okay. Seen. You fucking. What she got? Footy. She got footy pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm je- I'm jealous now. <laughs> The onesie with the uh, little uh, with the butt flap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right. Yeah. So, even though my intro was ruined by the dog, we got a very special guest. Let's bring on. Uh, you may know him as Morgan Friedman's little brother, but to us, he is the one and only Rodney Friedman. Hello, Rodney. Welcome to the DNR podcast. Hello. It's good to be here. Uh, I love podcasts, honestly. Well, thank you. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, Damien, would you like to say anything to Rodney? Yeah, what's up, Rodney, man? Good to see you, bro. It's been a minute. Good to see you, Damien. Um, I've listened to the podcast. I've been enjoying myself. I I love Duke and uh, Josh and uh, all the stuff about movies and sports and heavy politics and all kinds of shit. You guys are pretty fun. Oh, good. Thank you. Thanks, Thank man. You. Appreciate that. So, uh, Rodney, we brought you on because you're such a, you know, you're not that big of a star, but uh, we figure you're related to Morgan. So I'm sure you got some uh, good stories. 
And a lot of people don't know that there is a Rodney Friedman and that he, uh, he does, uh, he, right now he's doing a lot of animated films and some other yes. things. Can you tell us yes. about that, Rodney? Okay, a little bit about myself. I'm, I'm Rodney Freeman. Uh, I'm Morgan Freeman's little brother. He's 83. I'm 80. I'm 80. And uh, the thing about uh, Morgan is that he took this voice from me. Um, his voice is actually uh, pretty high, actually. It's a natural kind of like falsetto. So he stole this and got rich and famous off of it. And uh, yeah, uh, some of the films that I'm doing right now are uh, it's a knockoff of uh, uh, Ants. It's called Cant. It's about ants who can't really do shit. I play a retarded, uh, kind of like mobily dysfunctioned ant, if you will. Well, Rodney, before you go any further, should you really be using that word? The root oh, I apologize. Oh, I apologize. Uh, uh, mentally disabled, physically in incapable, uh, if you will. Um, oh. There you okay. go. Okay. That's, uh, what was it like playing a ant with special needs? Um, honestly, it's one of the ro worst roles I've had so far. It kind of made me sad for myself and my situation in life. Uh, uh, didn't pay much, if I'm being honest, but um, uh, it was a fun casting crew, I guess. They weren't that disrespectful. Okay. Now, now it says here you've been doing mostly... Uh, some throwaway gigs in middle schools. Can you tell us about that? Oh yeah, um, I show up. Um, I kind of look like uh, Morgan, I kind of do. Uh, he won't come out for Corona because he's in a high risk group, if you will. So I kind of take all of his bullets for him, if, if you uh, will. And uh, yeah, um, I do the speeches. Uh, the kids like it, they don't. When they don't, I get hit in the face with like apples and oranges and uh, bottles of milk, shit like that. Oh, okay. That's that's kind of rough. Uh, Damien, do yeah, you want to ask him up. about any of these gigs? <laughs> yeah, like uh, uh, shoot, man. Um, like what's what like having a having a brother who pretty much stole your identity. That's got to be that's got to be shitty, man. That's like that's like let's say my brother's married and and I'm digging his wife and and he dies like. I'm just gonna take his wife. Like that's what your brother's basically doing to you. He has fucked my wife, actually. Yes. No. Oh, rough. Yeah, that yeah. is. That's really rough. Uh, now, yeah. now it does say here. Uh, now that you told us that that you have been staying in Morgan's uh, basement, and from some of our sources, uh, we have been told that. Morgan likes to walk around in the nude and uh, kind of, uh, you know, make fun of you. Uh, it's true. Um, I do stay in his basements, and he pays me in snack cakes mainly. I don't make much money off of uh, doing his back gigs. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, he walks around, and sometimes he'll, you know, he keeps a lead pipe on, he'll beat me with it, uh, things like of that nature. It's pretty degrading, um, but... Uh, I endure it, you know. Um, I just, you know, want to help and support my brother, you know, my older brother. Okay. Hey, wh what about these? Uh, what about these accusations about uh, your brother, like banging a cousin or something, like years ago? Oh, um, 
I believe that was true, if I'm not mistaken. I wasn't there. I mean, I was in the basement at the time, but I did hear noises. I'll say that. Okay. All right. Cause, yeah, that, that is messed up because I actually have uh, another yeah. source here that uh, said that Morgan would force you to watch occasionally. Is that true? Uh, well, not with the cousin thing, uh, but let me make it clear. Um, Morgan is uh, bisexual. He does like a woman. He does like he does have a wife and stuff, but he does uh, enjoy the presence of a white man. Uh, specifically, <laughs> more of a dad bod, more like you, Ron, if, if you will, if you know what, what you would like. Uh, okay. You know, he likes a small girthed dick. So I'm not sure why. Okay. Tuna can. Tuna can. I'm not uh, sure what you would call it, but. Are you, uh, that almost seems like an insult to Damien. Are you saying that he doesn't like thicker men? Oh, no, but he likes him white, though. Damien's a black man. Like me. <laughs> Thank you. So basically, I'm being, I'm being reverse cuckold, more, more or less. More, okay. More or less. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's a little different. Yeah, you don't hear a lot of uh, reverse cuckolding going on. Nope. Uh, <laughs> He does beat him with a pipe sometimes and doesn't know how much he just loves white dick. It's terrifying. Yeah. Well, uh, you, we have here that Morgan, uh, you know, stole your voice. Can you give us a little insight? What was that like? Well, we grew up together. You know, um, I'm only three years younger than him. He's 83. I'm 80 right now. And uh, we grew up. He, he has a kind of a naturally higher voice and uh, mine's a bit deeper, more of a tenor. And yeah, he stole it from me when... We were in our teens, more or less, started doing voice acting and all kinds of things. And yeah, he would just beat me in the silence for it. And my mom didn't really step up. My dad didn't step up. They just like, well, the money's coming in. So, you know, paying the bills. And, you know, maybe he's a bit more better with, uh, you know, getting gigs and yada, yada. But it is what it is. I, I try my best to keep quiet. But uh, uh, here we are talking about it. He kind of wanted me to do this. I don't know why, but uh, here we are. Okay. Well, I, 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 so, know he, oh, I'm I got, sorry. I got a question. Yeah. Please, please. No, no, I got a question. Uh, so, so, all right. Does he like, cause you know, certain brothers in acting like Liam Hemsworth, his brother does like some body work and some, 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 some like action shots for his brother. Like, do you do that for your brother? Yes. And, um, there was a time when, he was playing a person who got shot in a movie called uh, Wanted, uh, but they had real bullets uh, for one of the guns, and I got hurt pretty bad. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yes, uh, yeah. You uh, may have actually deserve. You may have actually deserved that, though. To be honest with you. Uh, maybe I have, I have low self esteem. I, I might agree with you. <laughs> well, uh, but, you know, I know. Uh, I have here in my notes that you like to sell merchandise on the streets in very bad neighborhoods. Is there a reason for that, or is that just something you like to do? Well, uh, no, it's not something I like to do. It's something I do for Morgan. It's mostly his merchandise. Uh, it's him on hats and shirts, uh, buttons, if you will. And he says the best markets are, you know, very bad neighborhoods. I disagree so far. Um, I've been to Compton, um, the south side of Chicago. Uh, South Bronx, Dade County, Florida, and I've been stabbed, shot, beaten, sexually assaulted, all kinds of things in those neighborhoods. 
and uh, I haven't really sold much merchandise in those, but he says it's a good place to sell them, and I I I do it. Um, yeah, I got to travel at least, you know. Okay. Uh, I also have another note here that uh, a long time ago you were on the set of Driving Miss Daisy because you were supposed to be uh, Morgan's uh, stand-in, but you got kicked off the set because you you were obsessed with smelling, uh, you know. Her seat the entire time, Miss Daisy's seat. Oh, Jessica Tandy. Yes. Uh, yes, Miss Tandy is quite a fine woman. Um, I couldn't help myself. Um, at that point, I'd been in Morgan's basement for almost four years straight and hadn't really seen a woman in a while, and she was just so attractive. And um, I might have sold some of her clothing on the way out, but that is hearsay. No one can really prove that. It might be enshrined somewhere. No one knows. Okay. Well, I know we only have a little bit left with you because you're like uh, your agent or a drug dealer or your keeper, whoever it is, you know, told us you only have a certain amount of time. Damien, is there something else you want to ask uh, Rodney while we still have him here with us? Yeah. Um. Like, all right. So, so your brother had a stroke or whatever. And his yeah. one arm is dead. Like, why not just beat him up and 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 take over? Like, get your throne back, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, little brothers, point. little brothers eventually overtake the bigger brothers. Like, it's your time, bro. Like, what's what's taking you so long? The plans are in motion. The wheels are turning, Damien. One day, I will be the true Morgan Freeman. Uh. But before I go, I wanted to promote a movie. Uh, oh, yeah. It's coming yeah, out. It's, it's uh, called The Not-So-Incredibles. Um, okay. It's about a, a dad. He's kind of a drunk and forces his children into incest porn. Um, uh, the plot's going to be pretty good. I'm trying to show I can really act here and really give a good, solid performance and get into the world of Hollywood in a more stable and uh, independent function, if you will. Hmm. You know, Rodney, that movie sounds just like its title. Not so incredible. I got yeah. Well, thank you. It's, it's accurate. It's accurate, yes. Is that going straight to X videos? Um, it would be on Pornhub, X videos. Um, whatever you might like to find your porn on. It will also be on DVD. Okay. Well, uh, Rodney, we would like to thank you once again for coming on the DNR podcast. I know this was last minute, uh, but, you know, just talking to your drug dealer, it was pretty easy to get you on, honestly. Yeah, Julio's a nice guy, very nice guy. Good yeah. talk. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thank you once again. And, uh, Damien, you have any parting words for our guest? Nah, man, hey, look, man, just keep doing what you're doing. Eventually, you're going to be the king of the throne. Just keep singing. Just can't wait to be king like Simba. And, and eventually you'll you'll be the top dog. Thank you, Damon. I appreciate that. Uh, keep grinding, keep hustling, as we say in the black community. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, it's been good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the time. Um, Y'all have a good night now. Great, thank you. Thank and that you. was that was Rodney. That was Rodney Freeman, everybody. And uh, I hope you enjoyed that interview. And. Uh, Hopefully we'll have Rodney on again. Thank you. Yeah.
All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our interview with Rodney Freeman. We actually are joined by a real special guest uh, tonight. Uh, very f funny young gentleman that I met a few years ago doing comedy, uh, originally from the Bronx, uh, currently residing in York, Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. This he's an animal. Uh, he he writes a hell of a lot. Uh, yes. Yeah, and we're joined by the very funny Alan Montaigne. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I really Yay. appreciate it. I actually yeah. love the podcast. Like, I like to listen to all the episodes, so it's, like, cool to be on here and shit. Thanks, bro. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, so uh, if it, in the Harrisburg scene or whatever, you, you'll see, you know, find Alan around with us. And, uh, yeah, you're, you're, a very, you're funny. Like you said, you know, you definitely love the right. So, I don't know, let's have some fucking fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so uh, what's your gaze like? What, what are you guys up to, like, uh? Like uh, in general, like what what would you do your day yourself? Oh, uh, wake up at five, get to work by six, load my truck up, and drive all around Central Pennsylvania, Maryland, uh, DC, uh, Penn State, wherever I gotta be at uh, with my deliveries for the day, and get home. Try try to stay awake long enough to fucking not not fall asleep in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel that. Uh, yeah, mine is just on Mondays, I have to go, I actually have to go into work. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, I know. It's it's a terrible. Like most of America, usually. <laughs> wait, wait, you're going, you're going back into the plant, Rob? Yeah. You're going, oh, no. Yeah, just. You should be like, I'm used to this home life shit. I don't want to be here. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, it's only one day a week, and I have like hardly no interaction with people, so it, it's not that bad at all. See, oh, they actually God. love you at that place because FedEx never shut down. Yeah, we did not miss one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we. Yeah, my my job stayed open too completely. Yeah, so so did mine. I was I've been working the entire time, which I feel. I feel fortunate that I was. I didn't get laid off or anything like that. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, I didn't. Now, see. Oh, go good. ahead. My black ass wanted to get laid off. Oh, damn. <laughs> like, yo, no. Motherfuckers is out here driving Mercedes Benzes and Range Rovers and shit because of COVID, PUA money and shit. Like, like these motherfuckers out here is balling, dog. Like, my, my check engine light came on on Saturday. And I can't figure out what's wrong with my shit. So I kind of wish I got laid off so I can get that PUA money, get $20,000 checks and shit like that. These motherfuckers is out here balling. Fuck those pussies. Like, <laughs> should have had a real job. <laughs> well, a lot of those people that were spending that money like water, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're out here blowing it big, bro. Like, I'm seeing people trips to Vegas and shit all over Facebook. I'm like, Oh, I want to be them so bad. You know what I mean? But then I realized, like, they're probably faking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, because you never see on Facebook or any or Twitter or anything like, oh, I just lost big at the casino. Yeah. Yeah. 
by the way, I do love that like that attitude. Like, like you talk to someone who gambles a lot, and they'll be like, "Oh man, I spent seven grand in Vegas." Like, no, 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 you lost seven grand in Vegas. That's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Alex, this is your normal day off, right? Mondays. Yeah, I'm off uh, Mondays to Friday usually. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's uh let's talk some comedy shit, man. Definitely. So, yeah. so how long how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, this will make six and a half years for me. Okay. And right. so how do you feel about it so far being six and a half years in? Man, when I started comedy, and I, I can tell you exactly why I started comedy, it was um, May 15th, uh, 2014, 11.01 p.m. I got on stage at the first Capitol bar in, in downtown New York. Okay. And I got off stage. I did okay. Like half laughed, half didn't. And like, you know, I was like, oh man, that's amazing. Like, but it's my perspective on it has changed, but the magic of it hasn't really gone away. It's just that you get more reality when you do it long enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, like, I still get really excited to get any kind of like work in comedy, like any like, like paid shows, any shows where I could do like 15 minutes or, you know, whatever, a little more. Like, I still go, oh, I'll get to do that. Like, I still had that like wonder of the, you know. And yeah, it's just like such a like fun thing to do. And I'm always like sad when I meet someone who's like really funny, but doesn't have like the stones to go on stage at all, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, like they're, they're kind of missing out on at least trying it, you know? Even if it's not your career or what you're going to be doing for a living, yeah. like if you want to try comedy, you should always just try it. Like, yeah. at least like once. Now, I, now I, I didn't ask you about this beforehand, so I don't want to feel like I'm kind of like bum rushing you. No, 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 but, but I'll leave it up to you if you want to talk about it. Uh, Alan has a very interesting Shane Gillis story. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, no, no, yeah. Wow. No, I'll talk about it. Uh, um, you, okay. Damon, you'll like this. You will like this. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, and this is um how this is why I, I tell comics who are kind of like newer to comedy. This is why I give them the the advice of don't give un wanted advice like if someone asks you for advice you can give it but unasked for advice is the worst thing to give anyone and this is why so I was nine months in the comedy and Shane Gillis was, was four years in and like I have a real eye for like really good comedians and he could write like no one's business and perform yeah. like no one's business but the only thing was that he when he was starting off he said and he changed a lot now because I've heard him recently just he, he just he just developed and evolved obviously um he he sounded exactly, I mean, to the T, Louis C.K. Like, I listened to everything Louis ever done, down to the last right. podcast and Opie and Anthony interview and Howard Stern, every special. And I, I know his voice and cadence very well. Yeah. And so he would put on the black shirt and the jeans and just do it. And not, never his joke, just the, you know, cadence and rhythm. He did the, Jesus, you know, the thing when he does like, like too far and shit? The, yeah. Yeah. So he, he did that. And so I told him, like, yeah, you sound just like him. He's like, yeah, right. It's, it's like, no, that's not a good thing. <laughs> like, like, um, uh, but so, so then he's doing kind of, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he destroyed me for it two days later, uh, at a, a Mike and High Spire. Um, it was only comics, just like 20, 20 like just like bitter comics because the mic was dying off, no one showed up anymore. And so he yeah. just destroyed me for like a good three and a half minutes of his five set, probably wow. maybe less. But and things, so, so he, he starts off by saying. You know, Alan, Alan's saying that I'm ripping off Louis C.K. As he sounds exactly like Louis C.K. saying that. And yeah. then proceeds to have really, really funny jokes about 
me telling him that, then I was like literally crying laughing because he's just, he's just so funny. But like the yeah. entire, I couldn't help, I was I laughed even harder because the entire time he's defending this Lucy thing, he sounds exactly like him. So he's proved yeah. my point actually saying it. But he, you know, I'm glad he like got, because the thing is like, he's a really like amazingly good comic, even yeah. like, you know, when, when I was starting off. So I'm glad he got like, you know, a little more famous or, you know, genuinely famous for it because he really deserved it. He works his dick off the comedy. So, you know, I don't have any hard, I don't have any hard feelings. So it's just that I learned like, okay, don't give people unsolicited <laughs> advice. Just don't, don't do that shit. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. You got to let them, let, let, let them, let them figure it out for themselves. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like there's, there's, there's plenty of comics that's, that's around the comedy zone now that I, I give advice to and they don't really take it. So I stopped giving it, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like to certain, to certain comics, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I just let people, uh, do what they do, what they do now. Like, yeah, that's a good move actually, know? because like eventually, especially for the thing of like, sound like somebody else, like even if you don't take the jokes, because once again, Shane never took anyone's like it's all, it's all material. Like yeah. that is an iron ceiling you build on your comedy career. You will never get anywhere sounding like Mitch Hedberg, Dave Vitell, Dave, uh, Dave uh, Cook. Just name them. You'll never get yeah. anywhere sounding like somebody else. It just doesn't happen. I mean, look, Tony Viagra's killing it as Rodney Dangerfield right now. <laughs> is he? Is he alive? <laughs> yeah, he's still alive. Where is he? Do you, Do you know? Uh, he's doing like Zoom shows and shit. Oh, cool! Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still friends with him on social media, but like I said, um, I don't really know anything about the guy, so it's hard to really, like, really call him my, my friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know more about you. You know things about me. I know things about Ron. Ron know things about me. So I can call us friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All, all I know is he's Tony Viagra. He had a dog. His dog died. Oh no! He was a lawyer. Well, he's still a lawyer. But if I don't know your like real name, aside from like like I know Jibba Jad Peace's real name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like that's a friendship. You know what I'm saying? All I know him is as Tony Viagra. So, like, I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's but great, he's still but he's alive like, though. Fair enough. Hey, awesome. But like. Like uh, the, thing is, the thing is, like he will text people. Like I remember, like um, uh, one of the uh, I think it was Mike at the, at the comedy zone. Where he he said like uh, Tony Viagra is looking for a mic tonight. Like he'll, he'll he'll like message people on Facebook saying in you know, third person. person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony Viagra is looking for a mic, as in like he almost like he knows that it's not him or that he's crazy. I think it's the second part. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I, I talked I to think him. He's just crazy. Yeah. The the yeah. thing about the thing about him, he carries he carries around the bitterness of a uh, of a professional comic who's never been a professional comic. Yeah, he does. He does. And yeah. he the thing is, I remember when I first talked to him, like years ago when he, when he started. It's like three years ago. He, I mean, he fucking ear assaulted me. Like it was insane. Like thirty minutes, I was held hostage. And he told me two things I remember. He said, he said, uh, look, uh, two things. One is that all of this act is original. And I'm just like, 
That's a lie, but continue. <laughs> and second, it took me 10 years to develop that. Like, it took you 10 years to basically copy Ryan Dangerfield and Ken Youngman. How does it that long to just do that? Yeah. Uh, he had to get their timing down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It took him 10 it took him 10 years to, to, to rip off the costume from the uh uh from that, that one that one uh six flags commercial. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, man, that's that that's a weird guy. Um if you've never heard it before there, because uh uh he when he was hosting at the uh was it the HMAC for a while, he got he, he got to open up for Shane opening up for uh Doug. No, I, no I was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I was there that night. Have you yeah. have you heard the podcast? Like uh 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 Doug's podcast with Shane about him? No, what's I I I I've heard that they said something, but I've been I I've been trying to find it. I can't I don't know uh Doug Stanhope's podcast. I'll find it and link it to you because I I heard okay. some of it and it's just them kind of talking about him for like a good twenty some minutes. But yeah, like because yeah. at, at the end of it, I believe um like I believe Tony was like, no 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 no, Doug's people are my people, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, no no, he said he says that like, dude, I've he sent me some links to some other podcasts and stuff because after after that night. People were trying to find Tony Viagra, so he's been doing podcasts with like other people and stuff, and that's like the first thing he says is, "Doug Stanhope's crowd is my crowd. Like those are my people." And I'm like, "Okay, like I hate to tell you, buddy, I really do. I really hate to tell you." Yeah, that's. I love that. That's confidence. Well, well, I think the only other the the only other comic I can kind of think that's kind of an act like his on our scene yeah. is probably Heath. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And Heath Yeah, but Keith has way. but he has original material and an original concept. Yes, I, yes, that is true. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give him that, yeah. And, and actually, and, the, the last time I seen Heath at the Comedy Zone, he was actually, he was probably the best that I ever seen him do. No, he no, he has moments where he's been doing it for like, at this point, fourteen years. Like, I I remember seeing him absolutely destroyed. Like, I mean, like on levels I couldn't understand. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. There was one time when I went to the Reading Comedy Outlet, which is a bowling alley, by the way, uh, with with Bendy Seckler and Heath, and he did a five minutes that could have won him last comic stand. He was insane. I was like, what the. Wow. And then the very like next two nights, he bombed like you can't imagine at the um at the Cove in New York. Just yeah. bombed. And he, he was like, this audience, they don't get it. Like he like he he has that thing that, that Tony has as well, where one he blames the audience and any little success he will take as like now I'm famous. Now I'm famous now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's insane to me that somebody's like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but our scene is kind of weird like that. We don't really have too many people. I guess those two are really the only two. They're kind of like in that novelty realm type stuff. There's been more. There's a there's <coughs> calf. <coughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, but like, I mean, like, this, I mean, like, we've had some guys show up with like puppets and shit. Remember that? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and the Victor P kid. Yeah, Victor P. I've seen him a while. Yeah, with his little uh, sweater vest or whatever he wears. Oh, man. He would look, he looks like a tiny, retarded James Bond. It's insane. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think anyone's been asking for him. I guess. <laughs> no, I, I didn't think about him until he, until he used his name. Actually. Yeah. And, uh, who else? Who else? Uh, yeah, there was a couple. You You guys remember Dan Clemente? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds yeah. familiar. Like he he was do, he was doing ventriloquist stuff and and magic comedy yeah. and all yeah. other types of stuff, man. I had to follow that. I. I, I, I had to follow him doing a re I mean like it was five minutes of silence to all just basic magic magic things and like really shitty like punchline jokes. It was just yeah. silence and like and like uh I, I, I followed him by saying, Man, why couldn't he just tie the rope around his neck? That would that that would have been a better trick. Like I, I just like destroyed him for like two minutes. I, I had to. Yeah. I really know he's a he's a cop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off, Ron. He's a cop. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just going to say the 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 other one that just popped in my head was you bet you remember I don't remember his name, but he always brought a keyboard and he had those terrible songs. Yeah. That was Sammy uh, Yo Yo. Uh, yeah, Sammy Yo. Yeah, has the keyboard guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he showed off at uh, Comedy Zone one time. I seen him there. Then he he was over at H Mac one time doing his song. Yeah. So you had well, he used to hang around HMAC for for a couple years. Yeah, yeah. He he he, he came to the Cove. I I I had him for months straight at the Cove, dude. And he would just, I mean, he would get get crowds laughing in the in the wrong way. It would be laughing at him so hard. If no. no idea. It was it it and the thing is, it was like brutal to watch because he never got the point of like, oh no no, they're not la- <laughs> they're not laughing with the, your material. They're laughing at you in general, like. That's kind of a bad place to be as a comedian on some level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could I don't I don't like ventriloquists in general to begin with. Yeah, me neither. So uh, all right, Ron. Sorry to cut you off. Okay. Why don't you like ventriloquists, Ron? Uh, I think it's I think it's cheap. I even as a kid I I didn't get it. It's like, oh look, I'm kind of like the whole throwing your voice thing is kind of neat, but after that, uh, I just don't like. It just seems like a cheap way to do comedy. Like, oh, I'm not saying it. It's it's yeah. it's risque because the stupid puppet that I have on my hand is saying it. Right, right. I and, think the only way to do it is like to break the fourth wall and just you know sometimes you know you know obviously I'm saying the puppet's not saying it you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I I don't understand. Like Jeff Dunham's success, I I yeah, just yeah, yeah. I, no, I I understand don't... it well. I understand that people will because he because he does all of the racial stereotypes very well. Yeah, and he plays on them like not even that in in a very clever way. It's just that he kind of mixes it up enough that you can do a different like hour every couple years, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, so so why don't you care for it, Damien? Uh, all right. Um, I think it was uh. Either tells from the crypt or like uh or uh oh uh, it's 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 an episode of a TV show with Don Rickles and Bobcat Goldthwait yeah and it's called Mortimer and Don Rickles plays a ventriloquist and he's like killing it but like 
no one knows like why he's been so good like all his life, right? And then some fire happens and stuff like that. And Bobcat tracks him down. He was a kid in the beginning of the episode. And like the middle of the episode, he's tracking him down. He tracks him down. And he's like, you know, he's trying to become a ventriloquist. Mm-hmm. And the trick to him being a ventriloquist was he was born with with his twin on his hand. His twin oh. was his hand. Yeah. So like every time I see a ventriloquist, I think Mortimer's in there. You know what I mean? So like fucking bobcat cuts off mortimer and he's like yeah i'm gonna make you a star whatever and he's holding him inside the fucking puppet but at the end of the episode mortimer like starts mending with his hand like he's like "Ah, ah, 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 ah." and and he pulls (laughs) off the puppet and like his fingers are sticking through like the half of the little Mortimer hand, man. Oh, wow. And it's just like, yeah, it just like freaked me out, dude. And I was like, yo, inside every even Liquid's hand is a fucking Mortimer, bro. So, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, I've never liked it since. So yours is fear-based then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Alan, do you remember the time that uh, we went to, we did that show? It was a DCR show, Damien. Okay. And, and uh, me and Alan got there. I, I can't remember which one this was, but we got there and uh, is this in, I think it was in fucking Rockville. But anyway, yeah, we got it was, there. Yeah, it was in Rockville. Two, 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 two hours away, yeah. Yeah, it was in Rockville. We get there and, uh, you know, of course, you know, there's some comics that we know that are actually like comics. Then yeah. th- there was a woman there that was a ventriloquist. Yeah, she, she oh, was actually no. a beautiful woman too. Yes. And uh, when we showed up, she was actually sitting there with uh, Daryl at, and I guess her husband or boyfriend or whatever. And she was like going through her act with him. Yeah. And the but, puppet, yeah. Yeah. And she went on before us and it was not great. <laughs> it was nice. Okay. Holy fuck. Well, see, he, he also had um, uh, Willie and Lester. You remember the famous black ventriloquist? Yeah. yeah. He, he, he had him down there, and I was supposed to be on the show. And, and this is when I would, like, just agree to, like, come do the show without knowing who the person was. Yeah, yep. And then he was like, I'm going to drop the flyer in a couple days, bro. And he dropped the flyer, and it was it was them. And I was like, nope, I ain't going. I ain't doing it. Damn. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like to this day, he don't he don't know why I dropped out. Like he he asked me, he was like, "So what happened?" I was like, "Oh, dude, I had so many issues going on, bro. I just couldn't make it. I'm sorry about that." But yeah, it was it was because of that fucking ventriloquist dummy. Because those gotta... things are fucking scary, bro. Especially gotta... with like, if they look like Muppets, I'm sorry, Ron. If they look like Muppets, all right, I'm cool with like Jeff Dunham type ventriloquist because. They, they they look like uh they they look clothy they look like cloth and shit you know what i'm yeah. saying like, like yeah the the ones that like are the wooden ones that look real yeah. or or those semi- are kind of creepy. yeah those are creepy as fuck bro like you know what i mean i, I so i was like yeah once once i saw it was them i ba- i backed out and, and and came up with a good lie for the reason why i couldn't go to that show like if someone if something <laughs> If I see somebody with one of those fucking dummies at the Comedy Zone, I'm probably going to walk out of the room, bro. Oh, like, it... 
I'm naming this episode, Let Me See Your Hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to see your hands. <laughs> Are you security? No, no, I'm, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> If, if, if someone has a brother named Mortimer in 20 fucking 20, it's definitely a fucking hand puppet, half midget man. All right. Hey, 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 Alan, do you have any, do you have a, any weird fears like that? Since Damien's got the ventriloquist hand thing that he fears, you got something like that? Uh, no, I mean, like, I guess I have this irrational fear of kind of like drowning in lava because that's like probably the worst way to die. But like you would you would explode before you yeah. drown in lava. Your body yeah. would just go poof. Yeah. And that's why it's irrational because it doesn't make any sense physically. Yeah. It makes me a little <laughs> afraid of like volcanoes. You just can't live in a in Hawaii, I guess, or any place yeah. with an active volcano. Yeah. Bobby that, lived there for like four years. I'm like, how do you do it? <laughs> that would be a ter- that would be a terrible way to die though. To get hit yeah. by lava. Fuck yeah. Oh, could you, could, 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 you, could, you, could, you, could you imagine living to that? Uh, you'd be like Darth Vader, dude. They'd have to put you in that suit. Yeah. The whole nine. You imagine doing, doing comedy like, like that? So I'm fucking... My girl. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, I know for me, I, I wouldn't want to be trapped someplace. Oh, and, yeah. That's, that's and die that way. Like in a building collapse or something oh. like that. Yeah, that, yeah. Would, that wouldn't be fun. No, I mean, um, I wouldn't mind being trapped under two fat bitches yeah. at the same damn time. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah but... <laughs> I'm a skinny guy, man. I'm, I'm I've I've almost died for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I know. I like uh, Laura. She doesn't like going over bridges. That's her big thing. My oh. my brother in law is the same way. They said he passes out. Oh yeah, that bad. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Like he'll be he'll be driving, and like they it's happened to them while he was driving. Like they were going over a bridge, and he uh, wow. And he and they had to grab the wheel. And when he made it over the bridge, he woke back up and was like, "Everybody okay? Everybody okay?" They was like, "What the fuck happened to you?" You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, I I don't I don't mind bridges, but I don't like roller coasters either. Yeah, I have a I have a weird thing with heights. Sometimes it's 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 strange. Like I can yeah. ride some roller coasters, then uh, some others I can't. Hmm. Uh, I know I know one thing that I definitely don't like. I don't like. Uh, have you ever been in a hotel that's a multi-story hotel? We just say like twelve floors. Sure. And like yeah. the whole center of the hotel is open, so every floor is like a wrap around balcony essentially. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You can look down and see the lobby. Yeah, yeah fuck those. Yeah, yeah, fuck those. Yeah, I don't like that shit either. Yeah, if I don't know, it's just it, for some reason it freaks me out. Even uh, yeah, just it's a weird height thing, but I definitely don't like it. I like oh I'll, I'll yeah. put my I'll put myself against the wall to kind of just like wall yep. and just yeah. do you do you guys want to hear like a fear of someone that I know that I think is like the funniest most rational fear yeah what is it 
there's this girl I know, and she's a very sweet, I've known her for years, she's very sweet, but she has this irrational fear that she will dress in a way that might attract black men. Oh, yo, next, bring me around her without like her knowing <laughs> and, just, and just like point over the top of her head. And I'll be like, hey, what's up, shorty? How you doing? God damn, you look good. Mm, you make a nigga want to, you know what I'm saying? Get, right. a, get her nervous and shit, bro. Be like, no, it's a prank. It's a prank. It's a prank. It's a prank. <laughs> she, she, so she's a, she's a pretty hot white chick, like like tall, blonde, very pretty. And yeah. the thing is like, the thing that I try to explain to her is that there's nothing you can do. <laughs> yeah. There's no certain way you can, yeah, you can dress that black guys or guys in general won't hit on you. That's just going to happen. I'm sorry. Yo, she's going to have to do like that, that body dysmorphia where like, you ever see that chick who's got like the high heels implanted in in, the, in her foot? You know what I'm saying? And like oh, she's got like the horns and shit. She's gonna have to horns. like she's gonna do shit like that. Yeah, like she's gonna have even to then, turn her body into an alien or some shit. Even then, like some guys will do it for for, for novelty shit. I mean, yeah, like the nerdy black people will be into it. You know what I'm saying? Like they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, she looks just like a blue girl" or some shit like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I told her the only the, the, like the best way just wear a fucking MAGA hat something I don't just no nah, uh, dude there's, there's black there's black MAGA men out there you oh, know what I'm right. saying yeah I forgot yeah I forgot Herman Cain's ghost will come back and be like what's up bitch <laughs> <laughs> you know you know that's actually that's a I know it's definitely happening but that's definitely a good work if you're a black guy and especially right now and. uh even if you know if you're not a Trump fan, just get yourself a MAGA hat. Think of all that, all those, all that white pussy you could get. Char- Charles oh. is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just imagine if you get pulled over by the cops and you just whip that on real quick. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, go about your day, sir. Have a nice day. Sorry, I, sorry, I stopped you. Just keep no. keep the speed, keep keep it the speed limit. No yeah. problem, there, Bucko. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just, just a quick story. Um, there was uh, this uh, pretty good-looking white chick um, that I met uh, a couple weeks ago, actually. And, uh, like, just, you know, she was kind of a fan of Trump. Not, like, crazy into him, but just kind of had some points about him, whatever it was. And so, like, you know, I, I, I didn't think I would see my girlfriend or whatever, but, like, you know, I was trying to smash. And so yeah. she's like, who, who are you voting for by chance? And she's like, oh, you know, uh, I'm, pre- I'm pretty set on Trump, whatever it is. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And, like, literally, like, I, I had sex with her, and like a day later, I texted like, "By the way, I'm not even registered to vote. Just letting you know. Just like, <laughs> just just like, it's 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 the best get out of you know this girl life yeah. move. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I think you gotta you gotta be pretty desperate. The or I don't know. I I guess you gotta have something going on to go through such. Uh, I don't know, such a fucking pathway to get pussy. If you're gonna go through all that, like disguise, it's, like, it's, like it's just like, it's just like she's hot. She, you know, was available, and yeah, yeah like, like I'm pretty sure if, if if I was like, yeah, I'm actually pretty liberal. I'm not, I'm not a fan of this guy. She, you know, that would that would change. You know, like, 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 like he's kind of changed dating because, like, literally, if he's been on Tinder for the past like five years, literally on a lot of girls' profiles, say. If you're a, you know, whatever. If you're liberal, if you're whatever, yeah. don't hit me up. Are, like, are you yeah. are are you into body shaming, Alan? Is that what you like to do? 
no, no, no. I mean, like, not externally. Okay. <laughs> <Got> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I'm only into internal body shaming. Yeah, I, just, I just do it all up here, man. Yeah. This side of your pussy was loose, bitch. Good <laughs> <laughs> lord. Hey, see, see, I'm a white guy. I can never say that to a woman. She just think I'm a serial killer, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> But let me, but let me just tell you right now, like, cause um, some like a lot of these Republican girls, I've only been with just like kind of straight cut, can't really fuck you that well, white dudes. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. putting, putting them in a box, but it's true. Uh, like, so I, you know, I gave her the good old, you know, Spanish dick, and she was like, "What the fuck's that about? Holy shit!" <laughs> you gave her, some, you gave her some of that sofrito. Yeah, no, like, no, like, like, I'm not even kidding. I think she came like 17 times. She's like, "Holy, fuck, what is this? How all Spanish men are? Like, uh, maybe." <laughs> I don't fuck Spanish dudes. I don't tell you. <laughs> just be like, just be like, uh, if you think that was good, you should try black. <laughs> they got a whole, they got a whole different rhythm about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think I changed her point for you. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think alan just wanted to say that because you know we're like 50 50 minutes in he's trying to flex like yes i am a latin lover <laughs> suavemente, suave. <laughs> so alan for uh the people that aren't in you know privy to our comedy scene or not an area that listen uh how would you describe your uh comedy so yeah, my comedy. Um, I I do a I wear a lot of different hats on stage. Um, I'm really good at one-liners. Uh, I think my bread and butter is probably observational jokes and like kind of parodies. I can do stories. All my stories are true. I just try to put jokes in there to make it you know better, obviously. And yeah, I just try and like I try to I try to hold a mirror to the bullshit. You know, I just try and I I try my best to not keep it like I try my best to keep it out of like agendas and stuff. I'm kind of more of a classic comic that way. I don't have a thing of like I'm trying to push something with somebody, and you yeah, might yeah. not do anything listening to me. But at the very minimum, like if you're open-minded, I think you'll laugh at my shit just because it's a usually a very well-written. I work I work very hard on my material, and I work hard at you know getting the mic as I can and just you know perfecting the jokes and trying to get them as good as possible. But yeah, but generally my comedy is more observational shit and just through life and uh, just being as clever as possible with stuff that might be kind of vulgar, honestly. You know, okay. Yeah. Well, and st- I'm not going to ask you like uh, who your uh, who are your current uh, top five favorite comics right now. Do they have to be alive? No, they don't have to be alive. No. It's somebody you like to listen to, even okay. you know. Okay, so like my know. top uh, is uh, Patton Oswalt. Okay, I'll go to Louis C.K. George Carlin, who actually got me into comedy. Um, okay. It goes, it goes to Patrice O'Neill, and then Bill Burr. All right. Those, like those, those okay. are my current ones that I like. I like a lot. Yeah. Now you actually seen Carlin, right? Didn't you get to yeah. see Carlin? So, so, and I'll give you. So this is more of like my origin story because you know uh, superheroes and comedians have origin stories, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, growing up, I was not funny on any level. Like I was just the most unfunny kid I, you could ever meet. And so I went to see Carlin with my with uh, my pops like when I was 15, and I wanted to be a doctor when I was 15. I saw Carlin do an hour at Carnegie, and it just changed me. It just shook me to my goddamn core. And it's like, man, Shit. fuck being a doctor. And so I just started watching all the comedy I could, 
reading about it, learning about it. And then I finally got the balls to stage. I was like 22 years old. And yeah, from there, it's just been like, I, I'm never going to quit this shit. Whether I make it or not in comedy, you know, it's, I'd love to make it. I mean, maybe I think I could, but I, I just love the art of it. I love the writing. I love the, the difficulty of it, you know. I actually have, um, I actually have, uh, I think one or two Carlin vinyl records downstairs. No shit. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have, um, I think I got about like 12 or 13 comedy albums on vinyl. St- you know what I mean? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Ben Sexton probably has like forty. Oh wow! See, that's I'm I'm working my way to like getting like building it up, cause like I had tapes and I had uh comedy CDs. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like as far as albums, I only have one album my entire life, and that's the Eddie Murphy, uh, where he sings "Put a Boogie in Your Butt." Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. And that. he talks and he talks about Ephraim and all that. Like I, that was the first like comedy album that I listened to on vinyl back in the eighties. Like my parents had it and that was like a big, like, holy shit moment for me. You know what I mean? And then like, I started to notice like, cause you know, all black people had to do scrambler in the eighties. So we were still in like HBO and, and Cinemax and all that. So I was catching like comedy at like two, three o'clock in the morning after my parents would get drunk, I would be downstairs watching comedy on TV on, on the scramblers. With- oh, cool. And it ha- did it have the little bunny ears too? Uh, the first one we had did. Okay. The first one we had did, and then like cable became like the big thing. So when you got the cable to scrambler, like yeah. that opened up the entire world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, because yeah. oh, you you'll love this story then, Damien. Uh, because uh, you know uh being as white trash as i am because i grew up in a fucking trailer park and uh, and my my stepdad he actually bought a satellite at the time and oh shit yeah like i we're living in a trailer and there's a fucking satellite and if you know anything about technology the satellite in those days they're not like direct tv ones where they sit up on your roof they have yeah. to be in your yard, in, oh, wow. the yard. in the grass. Yeah, and they're like uh, probably six to eight foot in diameter. Yeah, he had a NASA dish. <laughs> yeah, and he he had like a little motor, but you'd have to go out there, and he's out there and moving it. it to, yeah, to catch the to catch the satellites around the world. Yeah, and he's yeah. got yeah. Like a, it's got like a fucking sundial. So you yeah. can figure out, like, oh, it's supposed to be at this coordinates. My mom, <laughs> you know, they got the TV on, and it's, so it's like an antenna. Things are getting, like, kind of blurry and clear. So my mom's, like, yelling out the window, like, it's better! It's clearer! Yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's great. Then you know every- what? <laughs> you should you should write a joke about that and be like, you know, he went out and he bought one of these uh, big antennas, whatever, so we was getting like all the good channels, but every once in a while it would go out, right? Now peep this, it would go out. And then he'd be out there turning it and everything. And then all you would hear is, but I can see Scheisser. You know, you would start hearing like German Scheisser pork. Yeah. Like, gotta be a killer joke, Ron. I'm just saying, bro, that's all you. And it might you know be what I'm saying? Talking about this has got it going. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll probably be hitting the, 
I'll hit the notebook yet still tonight. I still got to do that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and so what you know what sucked is I don't think he really knew how to work it very good. So what yeah. we got fucking stuck with is like we were picking up a feed from like a fucking hotel, a hotel satellite <laughs> system. <laughs> now mind yeah. you, this is pre before the days where like cable was absolutely everywhere. Yeah. So all the hotels really had is like one local channel and a movie channel that yeah. that just repeated the same three movies for like a month. Oh. So yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, look, these movies are on. And it's like, all right, you watch them. Then it's like, guess what? It's the same fucking They're schedule. on again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was so, so bad. And I was always disappointed that we didn't pick up any hotel porn. Never. Yeah. Like you, you didn't get the hundred forty, the hundred and forty channel bonus pack. No, probably, no, that shit was probably that satellite had to be a thousand dollars. It had yeah. to be. Wow. I mean, he, he, it fell off the back of a truck for him. He was like, Oh shit, you saw that? He just threw it in the back of his truck and brought it home. Uh yeah, well, I mean, we'll have to get into it more, Damien, but I can tell you, I got some other weird shit in, like, yeah. I had, st- yeah. living in a trailer, there are certain things that we had, which now, looking back, make, like, make no fucking sense. Like, why? <laughs> just, just the yeah. money that was wasted. Fucking yeah. laser, like, top, listen, top of the line laser discs. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Top Damn. of the line. Like, that's money he could have used to get y'all into a house house. Yes. Yeah. Like, that <laughs> laser discs were like fucking five grand back in the day. Yeah, they yeah. were. Like a prototype. Yeah, they were cheap and. Yeah. And I'll have to say that. He, he probably yeah. knew a guy that knew a guy that something fell off the back of a truck. And for a case of beer and a little bit of this, you know, he can make it. He can make it pop up for you. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hijack me. Uh, no, no. Nah, you're good, bro. You're good. You're good. No. And the thing is, you had a better trail life than some of the people I know in trailers. Like when uh, my friend came back from the army, this like years ago. He went to yeah. his friend in West Virginia, and they live in a trailer park in uh, Kings Courtyard. And they didn't have any of that shit. They were way poorer than you were when you, like, <laughs> like when when I was down there. This is what we did. We we got drunk off of alcohol in plastic bottles, banged white trash chicks, and shot guns into a giant fire of furniture that they were burning. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like fun, though. You know, it was that super fun. Like fucking fun. Had, <laughs> no, I didn't see one fucking dish out there though. Yeah, Bash, that sounds like a subplot from that movie I was telling you about, Alan Gummo. Yeah, yo, I've, <laughs> I've been wanting this. Ron, tell me you got that movie because I've been wanting to watch it, man. I do not have Gummo. I have seen right. it several times. Alan, did you did you ever see Gummo yet? No, it's it's on like the top of my list. Like, um, yeah, I haven't been able to find it. Like, it's just it, like, where is this thing? Yeah, it, it might be tough to find, but like, like I was telling you about, it's it's a fucked up movie. You, yeah, I actually remember the plot of it. Like, Jesus, like, it's kind of burning my skull now. <laughs> Yo, like, 
All right, what, what got me interested in it? It was in the movie Belly. Yeah, Belly. Yeah, it was in Belly. Like, scenes from Gummo was in Belly. When they robbed the thing and DMX was like, yo, dog, like, look at this shit on TV. And he turned it on and the kid comes up with the rabbit ears and bam, yeah. bam. I'm like, yo, what movie is this, yo? And for years, I've been trying to find it out. And I was like, what? Finally, I was I hit Google and was like, yo, what is that movie in Belly? Like, what's the name of that movie? And it's, it came up, Gummo. And I'm like, so I started watching previews for Gummo. And I'm like, yo, I got to watch this shit. Yo, this shit looks crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, if you're into, uh, you know, special needs prostitutes, or shall I say forced <laughs> prostitution, it's a movie for you. Uh, I'm just for though. Just, just a side note. I would love to meet one black guy who hasn't seen Belly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a whole new generation of them coming up. So, there you go. You know. <laughs> you know, Damien, I love your response to that because you're like, I know <laughs> your point. <laughs> it's a, it's a staple. I, w- I want to meet one black guy who hasn't seen Belly and one black guy who hasn't seen Scarface. That's it. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it, after a while, it does become like, you know, to earn your black card, you must watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I watch it because, you know, I grew up in like the Bronx, but like also I'm like, yeah. Cuban, so it's like you like you like you have to. You have to. Yeah. They will not leave some cigars if you don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 part cocaine and and, and all niggas. So, you know, uh, <laughs> Like nah, th- those those movies shaped my shaped my Scarface shaped my my early childhood. Like I always wanted to be like a bad motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? But I never had the I never had the gall to like like really go after it. So I would just sell like just weed. I I, I mean I would sell like other shit here and there. Like yo, he's asking me for this. I'll be like yo, hold on. So I'll call my friend up and like give him some weed for some coke or something. And, and be like, there you go for that, you know what I mean, for some extra money or whatever. But yeah. like, I, I couldn't do, I couldn't do that Scarface life, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of work. Well, hey, yeah. gentlemen, we have uh, breached one hour, so we're let's gonna... keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so Ron gonna... likes to get rid of us after an hour. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I got, I got to run this, I got to run this like the mic. I got to run it tight. Yeah. I know, man. I know. <laughs> I'm like, Falls Count Anywhere did an hour and 37 minutes today. What's up, Ron? We yeah. can beat that, man. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can and we will. We will. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Is that going to turn into the challenge of the longest podcast? Oh, that's going to suck for some for somebody. <laughs> yeah. I, not not me and Ron. We can, we can do this crazy shit all day. <laughs> well, Alan, uh, Thank you for joining us. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on. Uh, yes, definitely. It was a fun time. Uh, we'd definitely like to have you back. And, yeah, uh, definitely. So, uh, yeah, and uh, thank you to Rodney Friedman as well I mean, for joining us I today. I can't believe you got his brother come on. That's insane. Yeah, I know. yeah that, was, that was epic, dude. That was epic. <laughs> I was listening in, in, in the wings, and it's like, he, he has a sad, fucked up life. Yeah. yeah so make sure you check out his movies the not so incredibles and cats and uh 
you know, Ratatouille. So make sure you, you get them all. Uh, Alan, do you have any shows coming up? Yeah, with you. Uh, Friday at the Rec Room, man, with uh, Raj Bellani. Was that, was that uh, Pat, Pat George on that? Pat George? Uh, no, uh, Elazar Guzman. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Elazar. Uh, Greg's going to be on it. I think that's, that's his first, like, show show. Greg uh, and Casey. Casey's going to be on that one, yep. Yeah. Yeah, that, that should be a fun show. Um, then it's going to be Akron, Ohio with you guys. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try and book some stuff in between that, but that's it for now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and it's not Akron. Uh, yeah, Cleveland. Sorry, Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, sorry. yeah, then uh, after we stop, I have something I want to talk to you guys about, too. Definitely. Okay. So, uh, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Like I said, man, we're keep we're trying to keep them light since uh, you know we're trying not to be too too heavy all the time. But yeah, yeah. yeah thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Ron Kane. I'm Damian Robinson. And we'll see you next time, man. Peace. <laughs> Manamana 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 Phenomena. The question is, who cares? <laughs>